Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. For he is indeed worthy. When you praise him, you can clap your hands. When you praise him, you can sing songs of Zion. If you praise him, you can move your feet and your body because you're praising God. Can I get a witness? Oh, come on, can I get a witness? We're going to be talking about God's grace this morning. But God's grace showered upon us on our few days of vacation Bible school. His grace encompassed 95 children. His grace Bless six of those children to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. His grace blessed 174 parents and children at family fun night on the closing of VBS. We ought to praise him because he's worthy to be praised. The Bible declared that over one sinner did repent. The whole host of heaven rejoiced. When just one, God bless six children. Oh, heaven must be in a wonderful state as God bless them. And we give God all the praise. And I want you to know this while you're standing on your feet for just a moment. That Wednesday night, every week, until we share at the end, is hour of power in prayer. It's one hour. What's on your hearts and minds? You, you can take one hour and come on out. If you can't pray, we will pray. And we'll believe God that he'll deliver you and me. Oh, somebody ought to say amen. Won't you come on out? We'll be down in sanctuary too, as Reverend Lance shared earlier. So come on Wednesday night. We're looking forward to seeing you in Jesus' name, pray with me. Father God, you are awesome. Lord God of heaven, of heaven and earth and everything in between, you have called it all out for your own name's sake. For you are the creator of all things. We bless you, we praise you this day. And Father, we thank you for this time to worship you together. Bless those that are online with us and those that are here in the sanctuary. Father, I expect great things. I have great expectations of our God moving in and among us and through us for his glory, honor, and praise. Save someone, Lord, today. Bless someone who is saved but don't have a church home. And those that are visiting, oh God, we pray your rich blessings on them and may they come and be with us again when possible father thank you for your presence by the power of your spirit moving our hearts and minds now father speak now to these thy people through your servant oh god think with my mind and speak with my mouth that which you want to say to these thy people in jesus name and those who are unable to watch online today because of work or other things god we pray your rich blessings on them. Touch now, O oh God, we pray, for we ask it all 
in the name of Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And all said, Amen and Amen. As you're standing, we pray that you will grab your Bible or on your electronic device, your Bible, and turn to Romans, the book of Romans, chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, and verses 6 through 11. And we give God praise. I want to say again to moms and dads with your children, don't worry about them crying. I got a microphone. Amen. And you that are, the children are by you, don't look at them crazy. You just pray for them and the baby. Amen. Maybe you'll get something. I don't know. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, and verses 6 through 11. So moms, don't be, don't be afraid. Don't, don't even worry about it. Just let the baby be the baby. Amen. Our theme and our topic today is God's grace justifies the sinner. God's grace justifies the sinners. Let's hear now what Paul writes in Romans chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, and verses 6 through 11. Therefore, having just been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand. That means we can approach God and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. You may take your seats. The theme of the book of Romans is that the righteousness of God is available to everyone. Everyone who comes to Christ through faith. There's no other way to come to faith in Christ than by faith and trust and confidence in God. The key to this text is found in Romans 1, 16 and 17 that reads, For I am not ashamed of this good news. This is from the New Living Translation. I am not ashamed, says Paul, of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first, and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, 
It is through faith that a righteous person has life. So as we get into this, I want to share with you that Martin Luther, the great German theologian and reformer, struggled with the issue of works versus faith. Many people have that problem today. They come to the house of the Lord and they have not trusted Christ by faith, so they began to work in the church, which is all right, but it doesn't get them anywhere, especially to heaven. You see, it takes faith to get to what Christ is. Until one day after reading the, and studying the book of Romans, uh, this, 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 this man, Martin Luther, God revealed to him that a person is justified. Justified means that God makes us right. That's what justified means. Some people use all kinds of other words and terms, but it simply means God through faith in us and we in him makes us right by faith in Christ and not by doing works of the law. So what I'm saying is that you, you can come to worship, that's fine, and we pray that Christ comes into your heart if you don't already know him, but you can't just start working in the church and expect God to look at that and say, okay, you're all right. No, it doesn't work that way. I want you all to remember, those that do remember, that, that Jesus was crucified on the cross out at Calvary's hill, and there was a couple of thieves hanging out with him. And they weren't hanging out for party. They were all dying on the cross. But this one thief who was railing on Christ and saying all kinds of things. But the other thief said, listen, we, we deserve what we're getting. So he looked over at Jesus who's dying on the cross and said, Father, Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus looked back at the thief and says, this day you'll be with me in paradise. Did he get down and go to church? Did he get down and go get baptized? Did he do any works? No, he's at the end of his life. It was the 11th hour, 59th minute, and the 59th second. And God says, you'll be with me this day in paradise. That's faith. That's trust in God. That's what this is all about. Therefore, it is the intent of this letter, Romans, to inform us <clears throat> and the Roman Christians that one can receive the righteousness of God through faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. So, so let us now turn our full attention to the text in verses 1 and 2 and verses 6 through 11. And it is here you will discover that God's grace justifies the sinner. Now you may be wondering, well, who's the sinner? All of us. But especially you all that don't know Jesus as your Savior. I'm a saved sinner. Don't mean that I'm not sinning, I don't sin. Of course we all do that. And we ask God for forgiveness. But if you don't know the Lord, you are the sinner that we are talking about in this text. You may think this is derogatory. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. You got an issue with it, you need to talk to God. But he wrote it. I'm just a messenger. Do y'all get mad when the mailman bring you the visa bill? But thought y'all be mad with me because I bring you the word from the Lord. So this day we're going to talk about three things. God's grace <clears throat> covers the ungodly. God's grace carries our sins away. God's grace changes our relationship with God. Let's look at the first one. God's grace covers the ungodly. If you don't know Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are the ungodly. I'm just telling you what he says. But you see, I love God because he allows U-turns. I read that on a sign at a church. It wasn't our church. It was some other church. 
God allows U-turns. In other words, God, by his grace, allows us to come to him, even though we have a life of sin and doing all these other things. But when you make up your mind, I'm going to go, and I'm going to go with Jesus. And God says, come on in, and he forgives us of all of our sins. So back at verse 1 and 2, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. So many people today do not have peace. I don't care how much money they have. I don't care how many material things they have. You don't have no peace. I suppose, and someone has shared that real rich folk, you know, that ain't me, amen, that they can't hardly sleep at night because they're worried about what somebody's going to do with their money and all this kind of stuff. But oh, when you got peace in your heart because Jesus is in your heart, you don't worry about things like that. You thank God for it. If somebody rip you off, God's good enough and blessed enough to give you some of it back. We don't have to worry about those things. People are hurting. Just heard of my brother sharing this morning in the office that have you heard about uh, the, the church in Alabama when some you know, got another crazed junk gunman coming in and, and shooting up folk. And peace, people don't have no peace anymore. Those that are doing these things, yes, they are terrible, but they don't have any peace of God in their hearts. They don't have God in their heart. Well, what should we do? We should pray. No, don't hate them. It makes us sick. It makes us tired when we think of the children in Uvalde and children at, at, at other schools and other places. Many children died. People died. And we, our hearts are broken. But where are your prayers? God's got enough grace to work it all out. When we began to pray for the police department, pray for the politicians, I don't care how long they kick against the pricks, pray. It is the church is responsibility to pray and call on God. Our, our team was singing this morning that, as you well heard, and we were all involved in it, I belong to God. And if you belong to God, then God wants us to pray. Pray for those that despitefully use you. Pray for those that don't care anything about you. Pray for those that are trying to trip you up. And remember the Bible declares that they've tried to trip you up. They'll fall into the same hole that they're trying to put you in. God got grace and he'll work it out. I know we're talking about grace for the sinner, but God grace for the saved people too. I had grace this morning when I got ready to come to church. I had grace when I got out of my bed and stepped on my bad knee and stepped that covers to thank you. I got grace because I want to come and worship the Lord. And God provided transportation. God provided food. God provided air. God provided everything. I got grace. You have grace. And not because your alarm was set to such and such a time. It's because God already had an alarm and touched you with the finger of love said, get up. To whom we have access. Do you know that because we are saved, we are delivered, we are born again, that we have access to God. Those that don't have access are those of you that don't know Jesus. You may think you know, but you don't have it. But I tell you this, that God's grace will allow you to come into his presence and say, Lord, forgive me. Save me from my sins. We'll have grace. By faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, we rejoice. Have joy in the heart when we come to worship. Can, can I just bother you for just a minute? I know some of y'all are guests. Bless you. Thank you. Praise God. But you ought to just come on and give God some praise, whether you're saved or not. I saw y'all on your feet. I saw you. Why can't you? How can't you? Why can't you praise him? 
when we begin to give God all the glory. Something happens in our midst when we just give ourselves over to the Lord, saved and unsaved. Because God, by his spirit, began to move in this place. I expect God to touch our hearts and our minds. You may be our guests and all of our friends, but let me tell you, we are at home in the Lord. And when you're at home, you ought to be welcome and ready to go. For when we, says in verse 6, when we were still, listen to this, when we, all of us, before Christ and those who haven't got there yet, when we were still without strength, when we were helpless, helpless has to do with coming to Christ as Savior of our lives. When we couldn't make up our mind, when our mind was, couldn't be made up, God provided a way. When we were helpless in due time, at the right time, the Father put the Savior on the cross. Somebody may say, well, he came too late. No. God's right on time. He's right on time right now. So in due time, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. We were the ungodly. If you're not saved today, you are the ungodly. In verse 6, without strength means all of us who now know the Lord was utterly helpless before the Lord. The unregenerated sinner, the unsaved person is spiritually dead and incapable of doing anything to help themselves. I was like that. Some of you are like that. I'm just letting you know that we're all in the same boat. Then Jesus came by the Spirit of God and blessed me to get to know Christ. Listen to what John the Beloved says in 644. No one can come to me, says Jesus, unless the Father God, who sent me, Jesus, draws him. If you come into Christ today, it is God by the Spirit that is drawing you to Christ. It don't mean that we come in by ourselves. The Lord has put it on our hearts to come. The Spirit is moving on us to get up. Some of you might be on the edge of your seat when we get to that point. You might be there now. And if you want to be saved right now, just raise your hand and I'll point you to the usher. And they'll take you right on out and share Jesus with you. You don't have to wait till the end of the service. The enemy of God and God's people will try to keep you in your seat and make your mind go to a clock which we don't have in the sanctuary. I wonder what time it is. When he going to get through? I get through when God get through. If you're all that, then you can, you can go ahead and sit there. Amen. No one can come to me, Jesus says, unless the Father who sent me draws him and I will, oh listen, I will, Jesus says, I will raise him up at the last day. The apostle Paul writes in the following Ephesians 2 and 1, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sin. That was all of us who don't know, didn't know Jesus. I was right there until Jesus by his grace showed up. And once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. That's from the New Living Translation. Then the apostle goes on to say that in due time, which means at the moment God had chosen for Christ to die, in due time, Christ died for all of us, not only in this room, but online and in the whole world. Don't you remember John 3, 16? That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that we may become saved. In Galatians 4, 4, when Paul writes this, but when the fullness of time, almost saying the same thing, the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, under the law, under the Jewish law. 
And he stepped outside of the law and came up with grace. And now many of us are here today. Christ died for the ungodly. It means God's love is unwavering for those of you who do not yet know him. And sometimes we get it all mixed up and we begin to say what our children may have learned or what you may have learned in Sunday school way back in the day that Jesus loved me. This I know because the Bible tells me so, but you really don't know Jesus. The Bible declares that it was, it's not that we love God in John chapter 4, 1 John chapter 4. It's God who loved us. It was God who sent his son Jesus to the cross. There was no way for mankind to come back to God. No way. You remember in Genesis when God destroyed the world with water? Because the world becomes so wicked. And my friends, let me tell you something. We are just that way again. You know what's going to happen? It's already on God's calendar. Jesus is coming back. The Lord Jesus is going to come back. The Bible says he's coming riding on a cloud. And every eye shall see him. And he's coming back to take his church. Not the building, but the people that know him. He's coming back for us. If you don't know him, well, you're welcome to stay here. Because we're going. Amen. And I love the verse 7. For scarcely, for a, rich, a righteous man will one die. People do that sometimes, even in war. All of us military veterans, and we are in a conflict. We are for our brothers and sisters in arms. If something happens, we'll jump there to save them, even though our own lives will be at jeopardy. But God, by his power and in his mercy, stepped in to stop any harm coming to us. But God demonstrated his love toward us, and while we were still sinners, while we were still shaking and finger popping, while we were still clubbing, while we were still doing all those other things. Now, I don't have to explain it to you. We were still doing it, but Christ died for us. Why? To give us an opportunity so that we don't have to be destroyed with the rest. Thank God that Christ died for us. Much more than having, having been justified. Through our faith in Christ, he makes us right. People may look at you and say, you're not right. You just tell them to check with God. Because the Bible declares that I'm made right by the, my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I am justified. I am put right in the Lord. Oh, I may have some stuff hanging on me, but I ask God for forgiveness. And I keep it moving. But not that we are perfect, but I got a perfect Savior. And God has grace and mercy. We got God's favor. People sing songs and they don't mention the word grace. They mention favor. We got favor in the Lord because of faith in Christ Jesus. Even through my mistakes and all of that, and I come to God for forgiveness, I got favor with the Lord. And I give him praise. Justified by his blood means God declared the, the unrighteous person righteous. You understand that? I was unrighteous, but receiving Christ, God took my unrighteousness and laid it on the, the block of Jesus and, and all of Jesus' righteousness, he put it on my side of the ledger. Praise his holy name. It's not that I'm all that and two back to chip. No, no. I've got the righteousness of Christ in me because I love God and I got faith in him that he'll work it all out for me as I continue to praise him. I continue to be obedient to him. As I continue to, to bless him and love him, God will do all of that for me. I don't deserve it. But he's worthy. 
He's worthy. Justification includes pardon from guilt and the penalty of sin. Some people began to say, as I've shared many times, well, I hope my bad days outweigh my good days and all that kind of nonsense. You better hope you got Jesus in your heart. Well, you're going to be surprised. God charged to Christ's account my sins and your sins. And God put Christ's account on my side of the ledger. In essence, the sinner receives the free gift of grace or favor by faith alone. Martin Luther was dealing with that. But God blessed him as he wrote his 95 theses and tacked him on the door. And they tried to crucify him literally for that. They, they left past him. They didn't want to talk to him in his day. It's the same today. But I want to encourage you today. If Jesus is in your heart, you love the Lord. I don't care what you've done. God already wiped the slate clean. When the Bible declares that God will take our sins and cast them behind his back, that's better than a, a, a sky hook by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And he remembers them no more. God will not blackmail us with our sins. He forgives us. So walk like it. Talk like it. Be like it. Trust like it. Because he's already done it. That's grace. Paul writes again in Romans chapter 5, verse 19, For as by one man's disobedience, talking about the beginning of the earth, talking about that one, but many were made sinners because of him. But there's also one man's obedience, talking about Jesus. Many will be made righteous. If you trust Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, you become righteous in Christ. You become justified. You become put right with God. Adam was that other fellow. Adam was the one because of all those things. Similarly, we became sinners because of Adam. Not because of Eve, but because of Adam. And the only way mankind can get rid of that sin is, is to give their life to Jesus Christ and say, Lord, live in me. God, work in me. God, love through me. God, preach through me. God, teach through me. God, live in me. God, help me. Help my family, touch my children, touch my grandchildren, touch my family. So many are going to die and go to hell if I don't be a help to them. Lord, give me grace. Lastly, God's grace changes one's relationship with God. I've heard of some people coming to Christ at a very, very old age. 99, 100, and so on. And I began to think about, oh, Lord, what, what favor that you have given those. And yet there's some that are going to the grave at a very early age, but still they don't know Jesus. God is sovereign. Sometimes we ask, Lord, why did my child have to die? Why? Then my loved one have to die. Lord, why? I think it's a good question to ask in this body that we live in. But we ought to ask God this. What shall I do now, Lord? We shall also do this. My wife died and I said, Lord, I'm right there and I'm looking at him going, you know, it was just horrible to me. And I, I remember one thing that God said to Job. Oh, Job really said to God. He said, the Lord giveth. 
The Lord take it away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, yes, your heart hurts when our loved one passed away. Yes, the Lord, our body hurts and our soul hurts. But when you have Christ in your life, there's grace for you. He'll take me through. He'll walk me through it. Oh, you may cry. You may weep. You may moan. That's grief. But God will take you through. He loves us so much. We don't know all these things of so why? But I know one thing. God is sovereign. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. His thoughts are higher than ours. And I read once in Scripture that it said the secret thing belonged to the Lord. So why are we knocking at the door? Leave it to God and God will work it out. And listen, don't blame God. Just say, Lord, I don't understand. But blessed be the name of the Lord. For when we were enemies, that's when we were without Christ. We were reconciled. We were brought back to God through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. The initiative in reconciliation was taken by God. You know when two people are at odds with one another? Somebody got to take the first step to go to that brother or sister and say, I forgive you or whatever you need to say to them. That's God. And if I'm mad with somebody, I shouldn't go over to Dr. Block and tell on Reverend Lance I should go to Dr. Block and say, thank you, brother, pray for me. Then I need to go to Brother Lance and say, brother, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. But we want to pay folk back. That's because sin is still at large in your heart. All of us. But remember that God will reconcile. God will make it all right. You, you don't have to be kissing cousins. You can tell, listen, I'll forgive you. If they don't, don't like it, I'll get out of my face. That's okay. God bless you. In Jesus' name, pick up one foot before the other. But we let all of that stuff get in the way of God in our hearts. Church, the Bible declared that we ought to love one another. It didn't say you got to be kissing cousins. It said we got to, it ain't said nobody don't like either. There ain't nothing in the scripture that says you got to like anybody. It says love them. Oh, let's, do, let's go, 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 let's go back to the Old Testament. Does it say do unto others before they do you? Or do unto others before they get to you? No, it says do unto others as you would have them to do it unto you. Then follow what it says. That means we grow through grace and asking God. Some of us are there now. We are stuck. As if at a stop sign. And we can't move off the stop sign of unforgiveness. We want to choke them till they pass out and wake them up and choke them again. That's not God's way. That's not the way God does it. I'm glad that he took the initiative to love me. 
It wasn't me unloving God, even though I got saved. It was his initiative by his son, the Lord Jesus, to come by the Spirit and, and speak to my heart and move me forward as I trusted Christ as my Savior. Oh, he could have took me out at any time. But grace, but grace. It was amazing grace. <laughs> Somebody was saying, I'll speak the sound. That saved a wretch just like me. It was grace. My song of praise. Grace. From Almighty God. Now the grace of God has changed my relationship. It will change your relationship with God. When you acknowledge your sin and believe in death and the death, burial, resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Scripture says that Christ tasted death for every man. Christ died for us all. And since he died, now we have grace. Whatever your issue all, whatever your sins and all of that is, listen, the enemy wants you to stay in your seat and don't do anything. He wants you to just kind of, kind of just simmer in it. But God wants you to get up out of your seat and on your feet. And says, Lord, I'm coming. I'm humbling myself before you because I deserve all that you said I deserve. But Lord, have mercy. Have grace on me. What about you this morning? What about you online with us? We can't see your face, see your expressions, but God can. How about you now right in here and wishing you were not here? Some of you are wishing I have never heard. I don't want to hear this. But God, providence, not by accident, sent you here today just for that. Why? That's his grace to pull you in and call you to himself. Not to me, but to him. So listen, will you allow God, and yes, allow God to make you right with him? And how you do that? You can say even in your seat, God, I deserve all that you say I deserve. Not the good, but all the bad. But I humble myself before you right now and ask God, forgive me. Forgive me of my hatred of others. Forgive me of my sinfulness, my life of sinfulness. I've gone away. Mom and daddy tried to tell me, but I wouldn't listen. And now my life is a wreck. Lord, I need help and I don't know where to go. But my friend, you're in the right spot, in the right place, at the right time, right now. God is able to do that. My friends, I tell you, his grace, his grace that makes you right with him. No matter whatever it was that you have done, committed, or whatever, God, you're here today. And this is on purpose why you're here today to say, Lord, help me. And you, my friends, that know Christ, you thank God that he has delivered you already and shall give you more grace in Jesus' holy name. Let us all say amen. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.